Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Chronicles of the Teenage Brain. I am your host, Grace Scotto, and thank you for clicking on this episode and choosing me as your podcast. I am so excited for you guys to meet our new special guest. That's right. We have our very first new member, special guest, whatever you want to call it, joining the podcast. Here he is. He's biting all of my cords. If you hear lots of thumping this episode or meowing, you'll know why. But everyone, meet Elliot. I know you can't see him, but I promise you he's right here with the microphone. He's bumping it. Elliot, can you say hi? Can you meow? No, he just wants to eat my microphone. Hold on. Let me put him down. Okay, you guys. Um, This week on Wednesday... We got a kitten. I literally can't even believe that this little guy is mine. He is crazy. Let me tell you. He is crazy. <laughs> he is currently now trying to dig my book bag and eat it. But we got little Elliot. He is a boy. He's three months old. We got him through an organization called Operation Freedom Ride, which is a rescue organization for kittens and cats. I'm not sh- they I think they do dogs too. I'm not 100% sure, but he is a rescue kitten. Um we went to look at some kittens on Sunday and there were four of them, including little Elliot, and we had originally gone to look at him. And we left and we were just kind of like I we just loved him. So we thought about it and then Right as we got home from meeting with this lady, we texted her and we're like, we want this kitten. So then she was like, all right, that sounds great. And he got his shots on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, we got to pick him up. He is the most lovable little kitten literally you could ever ask for. He loves kisses and cuddles. Like he wants to be as close to you as possible, but he also loves to play. He loves to jump in the air. He likes to do flips and play with literally anything he can get his paws on. But he is such a cutie. And I thought this would be a perfect time to talk about change, considering that we have introduced a new member into the family. But just to give you guys a little heads up, if you hear meowing or banging or jumping or something's like bumping my microphone or (laughs) biting my cords you hear like weird little noises. It's Elliot. I guarantee you it's him. He's climbing my chair right now as we speak. Hi, Elliot. Are you going to say hi to everyone? We're talking about change today. Do you have any thoughts and opinions on change? No, he's just licking himself and giving himself a bath. Anyways, yeah, he's just a cute little rescue kitten. He's so tiny and cute. He has these giant ears. He's definitely going to be a big boy. But he's actually, we're keeping him in my room right now. He has been in my room ever since we got him on Wednesday. We do have another cat, Sparky, as you guys know. Um, He has not met her yet, but we, it's important to kind of keep them separated at first. That way he can get adjusted and um, she can kind of start to smell around and figure out that there's another, dude, this is my dude. Not even four minutes in, and he literally disconnected my microphone from my phone. 
Oh my gosh, this is going to be a long episode. Hopefully he falls asleep. He's on his blanket now and I just, I like tried to pull him off my microphone. He like loved it. I don't even remember what I was saying. Oh, (laughs) we're keeping little crazy Elliot in my room for the time being until he can meet Sparky and so she can sniff around and um, get used to him, I guess. They haven't really officially met yet, but he's just chilling in my room for now. He wakes me up every morning at 5 a.m. wanting to play. He also tries to nurse on you because he's still a kid. So, like, he'll bite your finger and try to nurse it thinking that you're his mother. He's so cute, but he does love to interrupt my podcast segments. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that's Elliot. I did post pictures of him on my Instagram at Chronicles of the Teenage Brain. He's so freaking cute. He is gray and white. He is precious, but he does love to get into some mischief. He is very mischievous and crazy. Literally, that's the only word I can think of right now to describe him. So yeah, transitioning into the quote of the week. This one is really good, and it is. If you focus on what you left behind, you will never be able to see what lies ahead. And this is actually a quote from the movie Ratatouille. That is such a good movie. If you've never seen it, I don't know what you're waiting for because it is amazing. Anyways, I think this quote forms the idea of change through a really good perspective. It's so easy to focus on the path, path, the past, and things that you have lost, things that you have gained, and things that you may have been through at some point. Or it can also, you know, you might miss moments or... You might be focusing on the future or things that, you know, you're uncertain of. So sometimes I catch myself dwelling on things that have already happened. And this really, really just kind of disrupts my rhythm, I guess you would say. And I have a really hard time focusing on the present. So when I was doing my research and I found this quote, from Chef Gusto from Ratatouille. I thought this was really good. And I like how it really deep dives into what you focus on more of and how that kind of tricks your brain. And I thought this was good for change because I know one of the ways that so many of us try to avoid change or are afraid of it is because we're so hyper fixated on the past and what we left behind or what has happened. Also, speaking of change, we have a new book this week. I finished Beautiful World, Where Are You? by Sally Rooney, which I talked about in my last episode. She has such a different writing style. I know a lot of people actually really, really hate her books and the way she writes, I think they're really interesting and I think her work is super captivating and I really liked it. And now I am reading Beach Read by Emily Henry. I have heard so many mixed things about this book, but I am seriously, seriously loving it. Um, I'm trying to tell you what it is without spoiling, but basically it's these two people, they're neighbors in the time being of the book and they're both authors and they both write two very different styles and two very different like genres. One of them writes like rom-coms and the other writes like very like deep diving mystery books almost. And he like 
does like things with like cult and he writes about addictions and just a ton of different stuff. And they challenge each other to swap genres. So he has to write the rom-com and she has to write this like kind of crazy deep diving into cults and all this different stuff when she's like used to writing rom-coms. Anyways, it's really interesting. And I have seen so many things and heard so many people, different people like talk about this book saying how a lot of people didn't like it, but I'm really, I love it so far. So I will let you know what I think when I finish it. But before we get into this episode, I want to preference and just remind you guys to take care of yourself, show yourself some love and compassion, and do something that will make you happy today. (laughs) Oh my God. You guys, I swear this is going to be such a hard episode for me to film because I keep like focusing on Elliot, making sure that he doesn't get into anything that he's not supposed to, but right now he's cleaning himself on a blanket, so... Anyways, I don't know why I just said that with like a Scottish accent, but do something that will make you happy today. There we go. Recently, my mental health has been pretty good. Besides struggling with the concept of change, which I will dive more into later, things have been pretty good. I highly recommend getting a kitten if you're struggling with literally anything. They are the best form of serotonin. So yeah, that's my intro. (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys. No, seriously, though, I wasn't sure what to talk about for this week's episode topic, but as soon as I had Elliot in my presence and I also met with my therapist this week, I was like, this would definitely be perfect to talk about. So yeah, what is change? For those of you who don't know, change or altering, varying, modifying, whatever you want to refer to means to make or become different. Change implies making either an essential difference often amounting to a loss of original identity or a substitution of one thing for another. If you didn't know, scientifically, our bodies and brains are designed to actually resist change, which is why so many of us have struggled with this. And I'm sure, like, if you are sitting here listening right now, think to yourself, I'm sure at some point, In your life, you have struggled with a form of change, whether it's a really big form, such as losing a family member or moving across the country, or something small, like adjusting your schedule when you're on vacation, or um, taking a new class in high school. Our brain is an energy-hungry beast that uses more energy when adapting to changes, and basically as we go through change, our brains develop new pathways and connections. But this requires more focus. And so many people struggle to focus in the present, therefore kind of reflecting this idea of change. We may be comfortable where we are and even scared to step into the unknown. As long as our current state provides us with comfort and security, this makes change very difficult. For me, when I think about it, there are two kind of different forms of change in a sense. I think there's one that you can't really control, which is, say, maybe losing a family member and having to kind of adapt without them. You know what I mean? Like something like that. That's kind of a type of change that is out of your control. But there are types that are in in your control, such as going on a vacation or 
you know, just even maybe fixing your routine. For me, I guess I've been struggling with this for a while and I didn't necessarily notice it. So this past Monday, I recently talked to my therapist, Queen Tina, and I told her that we were getting a kitten, aka little Elliot. And for a while now, I have really not been that interested in getting a kitten, which is crazy because I freaking love cats. Like, I love them so much. I plan on being a crazy old cat lady when I'm older. But if you didn't know, I talked about this a while back. But in February, I lost one of my little babies. We had an elderly cat named Simba. And Simba and I were basically attached to the hip. We had such a really, really special bond and connection. And it was definitely probably one of the probably it was the worst thing that came out of this year was losing him. He passed away on February 13th and it was just really hard. And, you know, obviously we weren't going to jump right out after he passed away to get a kitten. We all needed time to mourn him and adapt without him because he made such a significant impact in our family. So it was definitely a really hard period for all of us, and it still is. But we have always had two cats in the house. So it was originally Sparky and Simba, but once Simba passed away, it's just been Sparky for a really long time. And she is a girl. She's an all-black kitty. I have introduced her on my social medias and stuff. You guys have probably seen pictures of Simba and Sparky if you've been caught up. If not, I'm sure you can go check it out for yourself. But for a while now, it's just been her. Now, as we crept into spring and starting around May and April, my mom and my brother were like, I think it's time to get a kitten. I think Sparky's lonely. Like, we need to get her a little sibling. And I was very anti about that. I was like, no way. Like, I don't want another kitten. I don't want another cat. Like, not interested. And this was because part of me was still really attached to Simba. And I opened up about this to my therapist, but I was so afraid of getting another cat because I felt so guilty. Like somehow, somewhere, Simba up in heaven or wherever he is, was like looking down on us and watching us and seeing us get another kitten. And I didn't want him to feel as if we were replacing him. I also didn't want my other cat, Sparky, to kind of feel the same way, too, that we were either replacing her or replacing Simba, who was her sibling for her, you know, as long as she's been alive. And I was so afraid of this. And I didn't know how to adapt to this change. Actually, a couple weeks ago, like, literally not even a week ago, my mom and my dad, like, sat my brother and I down and were like, okay, we're going to go kitten shopping this upcoming Sunday. And I was like, whoa, 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 what? No way. And I was very nervous on the car ride this past Sunday. I was so nervous to go meet these kittens. And I was so afraid that I was letting down Simba and that I was replacing him. I just felt so guilty. 
But as soon as I stepped into this lady's home where she was fostering these kittens, I felt a sense of relief because looking at all these kittens and meeting them and holding them, playing with them, I realized that they're just a totally different being. You know, like they're not Simba. They're their own person, right? Elliot is his own little person. He's got his own personality, right? Like it's not, I'm not replacing Simba. He's totally different. So I explained this to my therapist and she was like, I totally get where you're coming from. And I understand how this new change is really hard to adapt to and how it is almost scary, which is crazy because it's a kitten and they're not really scary. But, um, she was like, she gave me an affirmation. She gave my family and I an affirmation and seriously helped me so damn much. I literally thanked her profusely because it helped me tremendously. But she was like, just affirm to yourself, you're bringing in a whole new energy into your your home, your family. This isn't a replacement cat. It's nothing like that. Elliot is his own person. He's his own person, right? You're bringing in a new energy. You're not replacing. You're not trying to piece back what was lost. You're adding on to that love. You're adding more love and you're rescuing a kitten and you're doing something really good. And when she worded it like that, I felt a lot better. And for the longest time, I never realized that we were just adding on our love. We were just bringing in a new ball of energy and light into this home. I always pictured it as, oh, we're finding a replacement, which is so not true. That seriously helped me tremendously because I had never thought of it that way. And as soon as we met the kittens, I realized, hey, like these are totally different. They're their own little beings. And we got Elliot. And I'm so happy that we did. Something else that I talked to her about, I have some of Simba's old toys. He had, well, he had a couple, but he had two of them that he was like obsessed with and were always with him. He had this little narwhal and a little platypus and they are next to my bed at all times. Sometimes I sleep with them if I'm feeling anxious or upset, but they're always there. And I was telling Tina, like, and my mom too, Like, I don't really know if I want Elliot to play with them because they were Simba's. But also looking at the toys not being played with makes me really sad to see them not being used. So that's been kind of like an internal battle I've been dealing with recently. I'm still not 100% sure what I'm going to do with that yet. But I'm sure if Elliot did find them, he would be super gentle and would love them. It's not really like with dogs where they like chew up and destroy their toys. Cats are very different, but that's kind of another aspect of this change I've been struggling to deal with. But I will let you know how that goes and how we adjust with Elliot. So how can you embrace change? Remember that change comes in all different forms, not just getting kittens. So keep that in mind. But These are some tips and tricks that I found and I've realized myself that have been super helpful. So to embrace change, remember that the universe is responding to your vibration. 
what you put out is what you are going to receive. So if you're living life daily with this super negative energy and you're not coping and you're just honestly being miserable, you're going to get that type of energy back. I know it can be hard to look at things on the positive side or even get out of bed in the morning, but the way you respond and the better your vibration is, the better energy you will receive back from the universe. Keep in mind the three key steps, and these steps are observe, feel, and act accordingly. This is really important because I know how easy it is to act on impulse or make decisions that you will later regret. So when dealing with change, observe it, feel it. You may be feeling good good emotions. You may be feeling really bad ones. And then act accordingly. And remember that you don't have to do anything on your own. If you're dealing with some sort of change or you need help, talk to a family member, talk to a friend, because even if you don't believe it, you seriously do have support. Find a trusted adult, anybody. Another thing to help embrace change is to create a gratitude practice, which I've talked about a hundred times. And if you haven't listened to my last episode, I talked about journaling and how it's helped me. And that is a form of gratitude practice. So go listen to that. But This can include things such as thinking of three things you're grateful for each morning, make it a daily habit to visualize what's good in your life, start a gratitude journal, and seriously though, like journaling can be an excellent self-therapy technique. I love it so much, and if you want to hear more, go listen to last week's episode. Thank someone new every week, meditate, and focus more on others' intentions. I think for me... Being there for my friends and family is one of the best feelings that you can get. I always say this around Christmas time, but one of the reasons why I love Christmas so much is because I get to give back. I love giving gifts to my friends and family and watching them open it, especially if I like picked it out myself. Seriously, it's such a good feeling and we can make this a habit to do all year round and not just Christmas. Work on focusing on the present and stop dwelling on the past or future. This is such a hard concept and I struggle with this so much. There will be moments where I'm enjoying myself and then all of a sudden I start freaking out about the future or I start thinking about this one embarrassing moment in the past and I'm like, oh my God, why would I say this? Something like that. And I know we've all been there before, but it's really, really important that we honestly for me you just have to work on with grounding techniques to stay in the present I love to take like giant deep breaths and like focus on really what I'm doing and even if you need to talk to someone a simple distraction can be really good too for me sometimes it's like going to hang out with my mom not that I'm only hanging out with my mom to distract myself but like going on walks and things like that can be really good listening to music stuff like that. Balance the change with pleasure. This is super important, especially if the change you are going through is either stressful or kind of negative. It's really important to do things that you love. So make time for yourself to do things that will make you happy. For me, that is play with my cats, Sparking Elliot. Read some books, maybe do some retail therapy. Um 
crystal shopping, journaling, hanging out with my friends, swimming, beach days, things like that. And they can be as small as taking a nice shower. (laughs) Like, it doesn't have to be a huge thing like, oh, let's go to Disney World to make myself feel better. Like, it can be as simple as getting out of bed. Let go of the outcome. This is a really, really good tip. For so many of us, we are all so hesitant to engage and change because we're so afraid of how the outcome will look. Something that has been helpful for me is I think to myself, or if I'm going into a stressful situation, I think back like maybe say, for example, it's something with school. I think back to myself and I'm like, there have been countless moments with my years and years of being in school where I am so stressed and I'm crying and I feel like say this one test or project is going to be the end of the world and the outcome is just going to be terrible and I'm going to fail and the whole world's going to end. But if you really, really think about it, a great affirmation is like, hey, like I survived this last time. I'm going to survive and do it again. Like this isn't going to kill me. I'm going to be okay. Just being so kind to yourself and that is why my next tip is give yourself grace be kind and gentle to yourself you know it's so easy for me I know I deal with this like it's so easy for me to look in the mirror and just talk shit to myself and beat myself up on every little mistake I make it's okay to be messy it's okay to make mistakes that's normal we need moments where mentally and physically maybe we're a little messy There are some moments where all I want to do is lay in bed with sweatpants, not make my bed. And sometimes I'll beat myself up because of that. Like, seriously, Grace. But it's needed and you need to be kind to yourself. Resist a mindset of rigidity. This is something that I actually struggle with a lot. For me, as you know, I've talked about my past struggles with OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. Routines ties into that me. So basically, like I get really, really anxious if I don't do things every day. Like if I don't take a shower every single day, if I don't do my skincare, if I miss out on brushing my teeth in the morning, or like if I don't do it before bed, like I freak out. I have to do it. Have to make my bed every single day. Even if I make it at 4 p.m., like I still have to make it at some point. And I'm actually going to challenge myself today because I think it's only fair that I'm telling you guys all this stuff and I might as well take some of this advice too. I have a friend coming over later tonight and I didn't have time this morning. Like last night I took a shower and my brain tells me like I need to do this every single day or something bad's going to happen. I am not going to be taking a shower tonight. I shower every single day. I wash my hair every day, which I know they say is bad for you, but whatever. Like I do that every single day. And I'm not going to shower tonight. Whatever. Big deal. I'm going to live. I'm going to be okay. For me, it stresses me out because I have like shampoo routines and stuff and like patterns. Patterns is another big one that is super hard for me to accept change. And I know this all sounds so stupid. Like seriously, Grace, you're missing a shower for one night. Big deal. Get over it. But for someone like me who struggles with OCD, It makes me so anxious and nervous when I miss out on really simple things like that. So I'm going to challenge myself tonight and I'm going to survive. Now, I'm not saying never shower in your life, 
But if you're someone like me who struggles with routines and patterns and showering every day and having a perfect little shower ritual, sometimes you just need to skip a day. And when I wake up tomorrow morning alive, it's going to feel really good actually for me and kind of like a breath of fresh air, like, oh, like I survived, like I didn't do this, but I'm okay. Kind of proving my OCD wrong. So resist a mindset of rigidity. This is also what I was talking about, but change up your daily routine is another great thing. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, <laughs> I'm so bad at coming up with examples and I'm really sorry. I need to think I'm just not good on the spot. When I'm recording podcasts, my brain is moving faster than my mouth. <laughs> but changing up your daily routine can maybe be instead of having your everyday breakfast of oatmeal, maybe make some pancakes, girlfriend, get some chocolate chips out, some whipped cream. It doesn't have to be big, but making simple changes or going out and doing different things that you normally don't do, like maybe going to a flea market or going to an amusement park one day, things like that can be really good. Another tip is ask the universe for guidance. And this is another really great way and example to utilize your crystals, my crystal and spiritual gals. This one's for you. But seriously, like open up to the universe and be accepted, like accept anything that it's willing to give you. And really like meditation is a great one for this and journaling, but really like try and connect to the core of yourself. And this is a great way for you to figure out like what you're really struggling with at the moment maybe what you need to change and what you need to work on. And it's a great way to kind of get that set path on how to help yourself get through this change and make your life better. Creating a sense of stillness is also really important too. I know how easy it is to always keep going, going, going and constantly moving and doing things. But something that is really good is sometimes just being still. You know, like not every day is going to be exciting. Life is typically pretty mundane and boring. And we all need time to lay in bed and do nothing and relax. Have a little self-care day maybe or not even that. Just lay in bed and relax. Like it's good to also have hobbies that will help you reach that sense of stillness. For me, it's reading. That helps me really relax and just decompress. And lastly, release emotions from the heart. You know, if you're struggling and you're bottling up your emotions while going through this big change in your life, big or little change, doesn't matter the size, but release emotions. Crying is normal. Sometimes you just got to let it out and it feels really good. Like I'll say sometimes like, oh, I'm kind of due for like a little mental breakdown. Like I just need to cry in order to feel better. But also Focus on positive emotions too. If you're feeling happy in the moment, don't overshadow it with negative thoughts and worry. Enjoy it. Embrace it and soak it in. Change can teach us to adapt and help us develop resilience. This is why it is so important and necessary. It also helps us understand our own capacity for growth and learning. When change makes us better, It's because we have learned how to turn a challenging situation to our own advantage, not just because change happens. For me, change has helped me deal with grief, which I couldn't, like if you asked me to describe grief, I wouldn't know how. It is seriously, seriously such a huge thing. 
And I know for some people it can be like gutting and just awful. Like nobody wants to lose anyone. But for me, I have learned how to adapt to my grief and to this change. I have taken my sadness and pain and turned it into my own advantage. Um, even like, like I started reading more that helped me so much struggling with grief, but also just even struggling with mental health. I turned that into my advantage. I started a freaking podcast. So change can allow us to learn and grow and become better. But overall, change makes things possible. If you can allow yourself to meet new people, enjoy new experiences, develop new skills and ideas, learn new knowledge and information, and achieve great feats, change can help you transform and have breakthroughs. Therefore, we should embrace it. Okay, guys, that was a mouthful, and I know I was probably talking way too fast, but seriously, my mind is running way faster than my mouth can. Thank you for listening. Thank you for dealing with my little glitches in the beginning of this episode as Elliot was trying to eat my microphone and turned my phone off. But seriously, though, change is a good thing and we need to allow it to happen. It's going to happen at some point. Change is inevitable and you'll get through it. But just remember to prioritize yourself, let go of the outcome and give yourself some grace. Remember that it is a-okay to be messy. Thank you all so much for listening. I love you lots. Hit that bell so you can be notified when I upload and I'll see you all next week.